And that's it. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble, and banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Whoa, boom, shakalaka. What's up, everybody? I'm back. I know you missed me last week as Sean and the crew killed it while i was gone while you're on your vacation to ohio yeah well i was in uh beautiful hawking hills with my girlfriend and her family i loved it i had a great time i got to watch game four from a really nice cabin it was awesome um so i had nice i I went there earlier this year too it's a it's a nice uh little getaway if you're uh if you're in the cincinnati area yeah it's a good quarantine vacation because you're not around a lot of people yeah um so that makes it pretty easy and so in the time frame between when I, I was gone, um, gee, I don't know. Did something happen, folks? It did. It did. The Los Angeles Lakers are NBA champions. Once again. Once again. Tied with the Celts now, finally. Unless you ask a Celtics fan. They're like, well, what about those Minneapolis championships? <laughs> it's like, cool. What about the time that you guys won the title playing eight teams? So... <laughs> Your your uh, Lakers bias is showing a little bit, Tim, but I, I, it, it's okay. Your, your Lakers bias is showing. <laughs> you make it sound so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am today. I'm wearing. I am donning my Old Navy 1985 LA Lakers championships boys size 1820 T-shirts. Can still fit into it. What nice, up? nice, what Sean. Up? What up? I'm very impressed by that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the Lakers are the champions again. We're not surprised, shocked or anything. This is kind of what we thought was going to happen at the beginning of of the season. We picked this. We picked this. This was, this was where we were going pretty much though. It's rare that an NBA season goes from, okay, this is how it's going to end. And we say like, that's probably how it's going to end to it actually ending that way. I know for once we got it right. Yeah, and I mean it was dead, and you were dead on. You were dead I on. Was. Yeah, LeBron James, NBA Finals MVP, and it. And I'll be honest, it took, it took LeBron James being an NBA Finals MVP to get this job done. You know, I know, uh, and I, I predicted that Anthony Davis he would defer, but it's like I don't know why I think these things every year. I think, oh, you know, he'll take a step back, but he can't. In any situation, in any team he has, he has to be the man. And that's great. And he did it again in just absolutely balls-to-the-wall style, especially last night, which wasn't a good game. No, it was not. (laughs) It was a let's get the hell out of Orlando. Um, What stuck out to you the most during this this, uh, final performance from LeBron James this season? Um. Well, I want to start with game five because uh, that was a duel unlike any other that we've seen in the NBA finals between him and Jimmy Butler. Both guys were just outstanding and incredible. Um, Both guys just made the right play over and over and over again. And, you know, as a Laker fan, 
Um, you're kind of watching the game and you're like, okay, at some point they're going to get a stop, right? Like they got to get a stop. They're the best defensive team in the league and they couldn't get a stop Friday. And any chance it seemed like they were like getting back into it, Duncan Robinson would go hit a three or Tyler Hero would hit a three or Jimmy Butler would make a crazy play where he'd get to the free throw line. And so before we got into that, I want to say hats off because that performance between LeBron and Jimmy Butler was insane. It's one of the greatest NBA finals back and forth we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it just made it made for an exciting, exciting game, which was really cool to see. And uh, kudos to both those teams, obviously. They were my two favorite teams to watch all year. Um, so seeing these two guys play in the finals and not the Celtics or the Clippers really made my universe. <laughs> um, I I would have taken I would have taken a Lakers Celtics uh, final, but at the same time, I don't think it would have been half as entertaining. No, I agree with you um, at all. <laughs> yeah, might might have been better for the league in terms of of ratings, um, but uh, you know Jimmy Butler proved to be what we're now saying. You know, everybody's like, oh, he's a top fifteen player, top twenty player. He's a top ten player. Yeah. Um... So here's my only thing on that. I, I get what you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree with it. I just don't know who I'm putting him over between, like, LeBron, Giannis, Durant, Harden, Curry. Um, I just had this list, like, yesterday. AD, you know, Jokic. I don't know where I fit him in there, but, like, I, he is the I upper mean, echelon of the elite. He, he, he is. He, I, I'm, I would put him over Jokic right now. I really would. I mean, Jokic. That's fair. Had, I mean, we could we could put him over Jokic at the moment. I mean, uh, when you look at when you look at uh, a player, it's easy to go back and 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 say, oh, you know, this player was better than this player in this playoffs, whatever, yada yada. But Nikola Jokic is there. I mean, he's he's a top, he's a stud, absolute stud, and he proved it this year. But to see what Jimmy Butler did with the team. Um, to mold uh, a bunch of young players into yeah. a championship contender, I don't think that's something that Nikola Jokic could do. Um, that's fair. That's a really good point. You know, and it's it, you look at that, and I don't think actually, honestly, I don't think a lot of those players that we would name ahead of him could do that. I don't think Kawhi uh, Kawhi Leonard could do it. I don't. That think was the one I forgot. That you know, uh, I, I don't think James Harden can do it. You know, I mean, you think about like who is the better player overall who brought their team the farthest this year and a year. I mean, it was a weird year. Let's let's not pretend like this was yeah. been a normal year for anything. Um, but the fact that he doesn't have to be a 35 point a night guy. Right. He does not have to be – he can be whatever he needs to be to win, which is a lot of those other guys that are that we, we name above him, I, I wouldn't say they could do that. I don't think they could take – I don't think Kawhi Leonard could take Duncan Robinson and, and Tyler Hero and those guys and, and make those guys uh, the winners that they became this year. I mean, it's uh, – he really instilled uh, some – like a value system in those guys – yeah, I'm not, and I'm not just giving Jimmy Butler all the credit. We got to give Pat Riley the credit. We got to give Eric Spolster the credit. Um, but I don't think a lot of these guys, and I don't think I don't even think Anthony Davis could do it alone. He couldn't do it alone. So, um, we, uh, none of us thought that the Miami Heat were going to get to the NBA Finals this year. 
I said they were a dark horse, but I didn't pick them. So no, I'll take no. some credit. Oh, some credit. Okay, okay Tim. Very okay, little. Tim. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, it, literally everybody didn't know that they were going to make it. I mean, and they were, they were the five seed going into the, the Eastern Conference playoffs. And, you know, it's, it's phenomenal what they did. It is phenomenal. They proved doubters wrong. And Jimmy Butler, like you said, one of the greatest performances ever, him and LeBron going toe-to-toe in game five. Uh, you know, I don't know when we're going to see something like that again. Yeah, I know, man. It's, just, it's so crazy because it's, everything those guys did – um, which is something we haven't seen before. And I don't, yeah, like you're right. Like the last I really remember seeing like a matchup like that was like 2017 game three, LeBron versus Durant when Durant hits the game winner in Cleveland over LeBron. And that was like the closest we've seen to that. in like in a long time, um, but to answer your previous question, just what I saw from LeBron James, is just like something that's just inhuman. You said like you, everyone keeps expecting this drop off. And we thought maybe last year after the quad injury, he only played, he missed 27 games. The Lakers don't make the playoffs. It was in a very embarrassing situation for them. It was like, maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year that it just doesn't come together. Maybe this is finally the downfall of LeBron James. And then this year he bounces back. He's rejuvenated. He's second MVP voting uh, for the NBA MVP behind Giannis. He is out there making all the plays necessary. Um, you know, obviously having Anthony Davis did not hurt him one bit because Davis, especially the first two games of the finals, was spectacular. But yeah. there was a stretch down there where it was like every other game, it felt like Anthony Davis had a serious injury. And we're like, oh, maybe he's not going to play anymore. And then he would be like, yeah, I'm cool. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just seeing LeBron, you're watching these highlights right now we have in the background, just like his passing ability, finding guys like Kuzma in the corner um, in this play right here. You know, getting guys like Rondo to shoot way better than we've ever seen Ray John Rondo shoot before. Um, Kadavius Caldwell Pope having this excellent series. Like you said, we talk about the culture that Jimmy Butler put in Miami and bringing heat culture back and, like, buying into this tough grittiness. It seems like LeBron kind of brought back a little bit of, like, that Lake Show culture. Absolutely. Like, that finesse and that, Absolutely. Like, you know, I completely, the, I completely agree with you. That I mean, it, Alex Caruso starting at an NBA Finals game. We see him right there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at this team, what they were able to do, and and one thing I have to commend LeBron James on this year, um, Jesus, he's just become such a damn good shooter. I know. I mean, I mean, we haven't talked about that enough. I mean, the, the other night I think he had six three pointers. Yeah. Um, he's he's playing. He's become a much better better shooter um you know and i know we you know if we're going to talk goat debate or whatever you know lebron james is a better three-point shooter than, than michael jordan ever was i mean it was a, it's a different era obviously right it's a different era obviously but um just like the strides he's made over just the last couple seasons um you know shooting his his passing is great and he's also he's getting to a point in his his career where you know he's still i mean he's still taking just meticulous care of his body yeah and being able to to have the correct amount of muscle on your body to literally just barrel to the rim whenever you want to like whenever you want to you can't do that the whole game though because it's gonna it's just gonna you know slow you down the whole game it's gonna it's gonna make you tired you're gonna get bruised and everything but he literally could bully his his way to the rim every single play like the play we just had that popped up on the highlights here. I, I searched LeBron James NBA Finals highlights. So that's what's on the background if you guys are watching the feed. Um, it's literally like him just running to the rim, getting past Jay Crowder, who's not a small man by any stature. Um, and just but, like but LeBron's faster, though. LeBron <laughs> yeah. is faster, so it doesn't matter. You can, you can, 
you could be a huge hunk of junk out there and and, and LeBron if he he's going to he's going to get around you and he's got so many tools he's such a good passer he's so good yeah. he's so the thing that makes LeBron James um one of the all-time greats is his ability to kind of see two frames ahead before anybody else does yeah you know, i mean there's some of the stuff that he was doing there was a play that was in um i want to say game five and um he ended up getting a rebound and missed a shot got this crazy rebound and just like out of nowhere he sees this cutting kyle kuzma yeah basket and i mean i'm like i'm like how did he even see that like, how did he even do that? I mean, it's just, and, and also Kuzma, you know, he, you know, I know we talk, a lot of people talked a lot of shit about him, but he became a very uh, playable player during this NBA finals and, and valuable in short stretches. Um, he didn't need to be a third star. I know we kind of talked about that at the beginning of the year. He never needed to be the third star. It just needed to be LeBron and AD, but like Contavious Codwell Pope, you know, was great in stretches of the NBA finals. Um, you know, not stretches. He was fantastic. The whole series. He shot yeah, 44% yeah. from three, the whole playoffs. Yeah, He did exactly what he needed to do. And I know a couple seasons ago, you know, we were laughing that we, we were, were like, all oh, joking. <laughs> well, it was such a transparent move when they, when they signed them. Cause yeah, it, it wasn't like, discreet. Cause it was super late in the free agency signing. And they're like, wow, we've been looking all over all these tapes and, we just couldn't find a better defensive player who was also a sharpshooter. And I'm like, he's been available all summer. You waited forever and you're like, oh, let's sign this guy. But well, remember his first year at the Lakers? He couldn't travel on road games for a bit there because he was on house arrest. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> totally forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, like just totally like upper echelon of like shooting. They, he had the second most threes in a postseason ever behind Kobe Bryant. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if that's a Laker record because I think Steph Curry actually has the record, but Laker wise, that's still pretty crazy. Um, so you kind of talked about like, I want to kind of uh, look at two points you made here. So you kind of made the joke about the goat debate and how, you know, very well how much I hate it and how I like literally made the rule that we will never have it on an episode. Um, I want to say this about both guys. I think the fact that Michael Jordan won six with one franchise is absolutely incredible. Like there's no doubt about it. The fact he never lost, he never went to a game seven. Like that's amazing. That's yeah. spectacular. Like there's, you don't, I mean, but there's some, there's so many factors when you look into exactly. to both of them and, and, and what the league was like then and what the league is like now. And I know old timers will go out and tell you, Oh, these guys aren't as tough as they were back in the day. You yeah. Know, Stephen A. You know, Smith. I mean, like, unless, this is the softest the NBA has ever been. This I'm is like, the softest shut it's up. ever been, you know, you know, if you're going to win a title, you got to go through six clotheslines from Bill Lamebeer, you know, yeah. like, like, Oh, I'm sorry. Time. LeBron didn't have to play against the O4 Pistons because <laughs> yeah. those guys would not have been able to keep up with him. Let's be honest. <laughs> But, like, you look at stuff like that and you see, like, how good the league is now and how much better the product is. And I say the same thing about professional wrestling quite a bit, you know. You do. Uh, you know, and I, I'm a big fan of, of the late 90s, early 2000s uh, professional wrestling, WCW and, and WWE and the Monday Night Wars and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's never going to be as good as this. And it's like bullshit you know like yeah it will you're, you're not <laughs> you're not you're not paying attention because you have too much pride uh in your moments and 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 people that are saying that you know uh, you know it, as much as me and you love 90s basketball 
We do. Love the Orlando Magic from the 90s and love Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls and, and love that stuff growing up and everything. The NBA is – it's a more interesting product now. you got better shooters. Yeah. It's, it's quicker. It's, it's, it's Every taken, player is multiple tools now. Like even JaVale McGee, exactly. JaVale McGee is a rim runner and a defender and a shot blocker. You know what I mean? It's like he has diff- like multiple things he brings to a team now. We're like in the days of, and this is no disrespect to any of the guys we named, like a George Mirasan, it was you're tall, you protect the rim. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. a, a Nikola Jokic we just talked about. It's like, okay, you're a center, but you're an excellent passer. Like you are one of the best passers in the game. Like you are in like, you also can shoot threes and like, the 90s necessarily didn't have that. Like, obviously, we know Shaquille O'Neal made one three his whole career, and it was a half-court heave at the buzzer. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of that kind of dynamic, and I agree with you. So that was one of the points I was making is, yeah, like, the factors of everything isn't fantastic because, um, like I said, what Jordan did was amazing. There's no doubt about it. The fact he left, came back, was dominant again, only lost one playoff series in the ni- in the, from 91 through 98. Like, there's, there's nothing like that. I'm not ever going to take away from that. But I think also when you talk about LeBron's legacy in this situation that we're in, it's pretty fantastic that he took three franchises who were like really struggling. The Heat were never as bad as the Cleveland and LA before he got there by any means. I'm not going to go ahead and go that far. But, you know, when he goes to Miami and obviously he's got Bosch and Wade, I get that. But those guys don't win titles without LeBron. Let's look at 2011, for example, Whoa. when he is spaced out and he, he can't figure out the zone. Um, obviously Cleveland, we know that the two eras that he's left, they have just been terrible without him. They've really struggled. And then LA, I mean, it was like that first year they fell in their face. Um, you know, they were picking the top two. How many years did they have the second pick? Two years in a row between Ingram and yeah. Ingram and Lonzo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were always in the lottery with like Randall and Russell and guys like that. And he comes in and he brings this Laker culture back. So like that was one of the points I wanted to make is like, I don't care. And if like if you come to me and you're like, this is why I think Michael Jordan's greatest player of all time, I'm gonna go. Okay, I get that. But if you come to me and say, this is why I think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, and you list those three things, I'm going to agree with that too. So, like, for me, what I always say, and I know it's a cop-out because people just want to have the debate, especially for guys like you and me, because, like, oh, you guys have NBA podcasts. Who is better? And we're like, we don't care. For us, it's like, look, like, they're the two greatest players I've ever seen touch a basketball. Um, They're the most dynamic athletes I've ever seen play, play NBA basketball. Um, the tenacity, the toughness, the competitive edge. And like, look, like I've, I'm on the record of saying like, look, we're wearing Lakers shirts right now. You've heard me say many times, like if I had to pick a, a 2000s player between that Jordan LeBron there, I'm taking Tim Duncan. And that's not a dig on Kobe Bryant. I just yep. saw Tim Duncan win with lesser talents. And that's not me saying like, I hate Kobe Bryant by any means necessary. I just always felt like you saw Kobe like with like Sasha Vucic and like Brian Grant, no disrespect to Brian Grant, he's been on the show. Uh, and guys like that, and they're like winning like 44 games and not making the playoffs. Like Tim Duncan's winning championships with, again, this is not a dig, old Steven Jackson, old David Robinson. Like, you yeah, know, like we also have to think there was also, there was also, you know, and, and once again, I want to give the Heat some credit here for this year. Right. The, the culture. Yeah, the culture's uh, fantastic. There's is, nothing it, like you it. Know, you wanna you wanna at least make the playoffs every year. You wanna, you know, uh play as well as you can. Come out there, you know, you're not coming out to South Beach just to to as Josh or as Chris Bosch like to said, just chill. Right. You know, uh, you know, uh, there's there's a culture there. And there's a cult there was a culture in 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 San Antonio at the time where I don't think that there was one um in LA uh during a few years. And um Yeah, remember that like weird year Rudy Tomjanovich was the head coach for like half yeah, the season? Yeah, and he ended up he ended up leaving. Um 
but like you look this year, you know, obviously LeBron missed the playoffs last year, which, you know, honestly, the, I'm the, I think the entire organization was cool with it. Honestly, I know LeBron wants to play, but like him trying to drag that team, if he would have made it to the playoffs would have been a absolute disaster. And I don't, I, I, I don't have this feeling that he would have been able to drag that exact squad from the year before very far in the playoffs just because they weren't built for that kind of run. Right. They were, I agree. They, they geared up for this year. Um, they knew it was going to be kind of a, a, kind of a process. LeBron knew that when he signed up, they might not, you know, make it immediately. They got it in year two though. Right. They got the championship. In just year like two. he did in Cleveland. Just, just like, like he, he did, did in Miami. Just like he did in Miami. You know, it's like, it might take a minute, but we're going to, we're going to get this. We're going to get it right. And, um, and I know you were talking about, you know, how valuable LeBron James is to, to a certain franchise. I don't think there has ever been um, a bigger drop-off from teams after a player leaves than LeBron James. He is, right. so, he is so important to everything that you do. But he's, you know, you can say, oh, well, you know, he's the whole team. But at the same time, um, everything for, for a team to work with LeBron's skill set, he has to do a lot. Exactly. He has to be super involved in things. But the problem is sometimes I think he's, he has to be too involved in everything. He can't take a load off. And that was even evident in the NBA finals this year. He is one of those guys that is so detrimental to his team's success that when you tear him away from that, you know, like I'll, and I'll be completely honest with you. Had, had LeBron went down in like say game one, I don't think Anthony Davis would have been able to lead the, the Lakers to the finals. Uh, or to the to the to to an NBA championship, I really think that Jimmy Butler and some other guys would have just hounded them to death. And LeBron James, I think you're right. Yeah, like I think I think LeBron James is he he's the most important player on any team he's ever played on. Period. And I think that's gonna be that way until he retires and we don't know when that's gonna be i mean like you said is it gonna happen i'm at the point now where i'm like okay we keep talking about this um yes ryan luster we see you lake show by the way before we continue happy birthday ben brown our our co-host our our homie um who actually you said earlier i was dead on he was the one that was dead on he had lakers and six lebron james finals mvp yes so he was the one that was dead on so shout out benny um for, for, for the love there for sure. Um, but another point you made earlier that I really wanted to touch on was you kind of made the point of like, he's always frames above his opponents. Like he just sees things like two steps before everyone else does. And I don't know if you caught this quote from DeMar DeRozan last week when he was on the JJ Redick pod. Um, they asked him about like what it's like to play LeBron. He said, there was talking about, there was a Raptors, it was Patrick Patterson. It was the year the Cavs won the title. They played the Raptors East Conference Finals in 2016. And he goes, I remember it was a play we were trying to run and one of our teammates forgot to play and Braun told him to play. Like it was some crazy shit. It was some crazy stuff. We're all calling a play. He was like, what? And Braun told him what our play was. That just to show you how locked in that dude be when it comes to winning time. <laughs> and Channing, yeah, Channing Fries confirmed that story. Uh, David Griffin's told that story quite a few times. Apparently it was something where he's like, no, Pat, he's talking to Pat, Pat's like, no, you're the one who did the pin down. DeMar comes through and you know, Kyle's right there at the top of the key or something like that. It's like, yeah, 
and you, we've all seen those clips in like press conferences when it's like, well, you know, talk about like what happened here in the fourth quarter. So he's like, I had the ball. Um, I gave the ball to Jordan Clarkson for a shot. I thought he had it. He passed it off to JR. JR looked for me as I was trying to cut and I found Kevin and just like things like that. You're like, who remembers that stuff? Like, I don't know if quarterbacks remember that stuff about plays they run. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it just kind of tells you what, like what a, what a student of the game he's become over the years. Um, you know, he's just got such a great basketball mind and, uh just uh, he's he's houdini out there man like and and uh being able to to bring another title to la this year and in, in such a strange year i mean it's got to be something especially third team you know uh you know and also rajon rondo first Perfect. ever first ever to win a championship with la and the celtics is that correct yeah, I think so. Um, there's been I read some that, conflicting but... reports about that because there's yeah. someone who played for the Minneapolis Lakers, okay. who I guess played with the Celtics too, but I don't, you know, so we're going to say yes. We're just going to go say with it. yes. We're going to say yes. I mean, I wonder how many bitter Celtics fans there are out there. Oh, because, man. So... I loved watching all of it on Twitter. So <laughs> you're like, I just sat up all night scrolling, just, just taking <laughs> yeah. it all in. Like, oh, please. Let me. Like, it's let like me, when Kings me... fans saw Mitch Richmond win a title at the Lakers, and you're like, "Are you shitting me?" Like, <laughs> like let him? me let me let me lick some of your your Celtics tears on <laughs> on Twitter this evening. Like, it's it, it's funny. Also, um, I got a text from a buddy from high school um, over let I think it was last night or maybe the night before, and um, and you know he he occasionally sends me stuff about the nba or questions about the nba and um he said to me is dwight howard first ballad yes <laughs> i said absolutely so dwight howard finally wins a championship this year to to add to his his uh career highlights and awards and i'm just going to read some of them off of you so if anybody sure, out there do. is is saying oh no he's not first ballad um, this is going to just be absolutely confirming. He's an eight-time NBA All-Star. He is a five-time All-NBA First Team member. He is a one-time All-NBA Second Team, a two-time All-NBA Third Team, a three-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year, three years consecutively, by the way. He is a four-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, <laughs> an NBA All-Defensive Second Team one year, he was on the all-rookie first team. He is a five-time NBA rebounding leader. He is a two-time NBA blocks leader. He is an NBA slam dunk championship. He is a Naismith prep player of the year, and he was a McDonald's All-American game co-MVP in 2004, and now he's an NBA champion. So, Was it with J.R. Smith that he got that 2004 co-MVP? I don't know, but that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, because it was the year they both left high school because it was the last year that like, high scores were allowed in the draft okay yeah um, yeah i knew that so yeah so i i, I, I was i want to say it was because jared was supposed to go to north carolina and then like i think it was like right before the deadline was like actually i really appreciate everything coach williams but i'm gonna go to the nba um yeah so yeah dwight obviously fantastic and we uh, and, and i i can tell you me and you both are just like super happy for this guy you know, a guy that was, you know, especially, I mean, if you would have told me two years ago that Dwight Howard would come back to LA or even, even right after he left <laughs> LA the first time and he was going to come back with LeBron James and win a title in the year. With Rondo? With <laughs> Rondo. Like, like what? What kind of, but that's why the NBA is such a good product. I know a lot of people are like, you know, and a lot of, 
people. It was like when Ron Artest won with the Lakers. You're like, yeah, didn't you and Kobe literally just have a fight the year before? The year before, literally, literally, (laughs) literally the year before. And uh, you you sit there and you see this in the NBA. um, Everything can change year to year. It's never, it's never going to be the same, which keeps it more interesting. You know, I mean, I know we did have the Warriors and, and what five straight NBA finals, Three to five, um, yeah. Three to f- so, um, which, you know, and I'll be honest with you, that doesn't happen often, guys. No, if it's you not watch a thing. professional basketball, the it Bulls never didn't happens. even do that. No, the Bulls didn't even do that, exactly. So, it's something that doesn't happen. So, um, if you got burned out watching professional basketball um, those couple years, uh, let's just go ahead and say the Toronto Raptors won last year. Yeah. And, and this year, the LA Lakers with, with LeBron, Dwight, and Rondo uh, win a title this year. Anything can happen in, in professional basketball. It's a fun league. Um, I, you know, we tout this all the time, you know, that, you know, it's, I know it's a, very overlooked by a lot of other sports in the United States at the moment, but, um, you know, they put a heck of a product on the floor every night. I got a Reddit stat for you. Go ahead. Throw it at it, me. It was, uh, I can't remember the user. So if you do list this, forgive me. I apologize for not including your name here. Uh, so it said Anthony Davis is the third, is the eighth player in NBA history to get the basketball triple crown, which is an NCAA championship, Olympic gold medal, and NBA title. He's the first to do it since Magic Johnson. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Which Magic. Yeah, so that's pretty cool company. I mean, the fact he won at Kentucky and with the Lakers is pretty amazing. Um, you know, like basically the only thing he's missing on his resume now is like the Dallas Cowboys and the Yankees. If he just wants to go win titles with those guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so obviously, you know, this finals doesn't happen without Anthony Davis and just like how good he was in the playoffs and everything he battled through with all the aches and pains and like his dad quarantining for like I think a month he said just so he could be there for the finals like pretty cool stuff um so that dynamic with those two is just kind of like something we haven't seen before and you know when you and I were here all year all season all literally a 12 calendar month year talking about the season you and I never shot away from the fact we picked the Lakers to win the title um, you know, we heard everyone talk about the Clippers. We heard everyone talk about the Bucks. But you and I stood our, t- our, stood our ground and said, no, guys, we, we, the Lakers will win the championship. We didn't know who they'd play. We didn't know how they got there. We just felt confident in those two. Because, yes, those, you know, the Clippers had Kawhi and Paul George. Obviously, the Bucks had Giannis and Chris Middleton. Um, but we just would look at these and we're like, on a nightly basis, either one of these guys can have a triple-double. And oh, I, yeah. I didn't feel that way with Paul George. I felt that with Kawhi, but I didn't feel that way with Paul George. And, like, the biggest they were tested before this was Jamal Murray. And, like, they played Russell Westbrook and James Harden. They played Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And they ran those guys out of the gym each night. So it's like um, what we saw with this tandem is something really that hasn't happened. And it's not just because of the franchise we're talking about. Since Shaq and Kobe, even before then, maybe since Kareem and Magic, because like Jordan Pippen obviously were phenomenal. They won six titles together, but they didn't play this way. They were they complemented each other incredibly well. They were fantastic teammates, obviously, but there wasn't like this. And like even Wade and LeBron, like at some situations, you're like, okay, you guys kind of do a lot of similar things. How you attack the rim, how you facilitate, and things like that. And you're like, so it like kind of took a bit for this. So. To see what we have from these two, and look, I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, what if he doesn't come back? There is no doubt in my mind he's coming oh, back. And yeah. anyone who's trying to say otherwise the, is just a petty the, hater. The, the jokes on the internet last night were like, 
<laughs> 80 to the Bulls confirmed. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they asked Isaiah Thomas asked about what it's like to be from Chicago and win a title. That was funny. Um, so when you like look back at these two, actually maybe looking forward because I don't think this ends. Like even if this season starts in three months, if they start in the middle of January, like Martin Luther King Day likes rumored, like I'm still pretty confident that LeBron, if there's anyone who's like, okay, that's fine. It's LeBron James because his body's going to be ready. He's probably already working on post moves right now. Um, oh, yeah. if, he's, if he's not yeah. allegedly um, whooping Bronny with a belt after that video leaked on the internet of him smoking pot, apparently. Um, but <laughs> um, so that's a joke, of course. Like I said, allegedly. Of course. Of course. Um, don't sue us. So. <laughs> When you look at this like tandem and the first year, what they did was so special, obviously. Like, I think it's pretty amazing that when you look at the like legacy of the Lakers, so let's just go through these tandems that have won titles like Jerry West and uh, Will Chamberlain, Magic and Kareem, Kobe and Shaq, LeBron and AD. Like, it's pretty special. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Um, and it speaks volumes about the organization and what they're able to, to put together, you know, year by year. I mean, um, big part of that's location 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 yes um yes it is they weren't doing that in minneapolis they were not doing that in minneapolis who was george mike winning titles with there like dick barnett i don't even i don't even know i don't i don't think dick barnett was part of those no i think yeah you're right he was like mid he was like 71 he was with jerry west and elgin baylor and his yeah mike was winning titles in the 40s man so yeah that's a good uh, point sorry dick barnett so yeah he's like man i'm not that old Um, but, uh, no disrespect to George Mike. And I feel like he's an underrated, uh, uh his contributions to the NBA are com- just very, very, right. very, like his, his, his numbers, not even actually retired in LA, which I think is kind of sad. They just have his name up there with a, with a, with a color thing. I think it should be, you know, he's, he's one of the greats, but he's, he's got a statue in mini though. So, yeah. so, so props to props to, to George Mike. And, but, um, like you said, you know, all of these, all of these, uh, uh, duos over the years uh, have been huge uh, with, you know, Shaq and Shaq and Kobe and, and, and Magic and Kareem. And, and you know, it's, it, it's an incredible franchise that's able to put out a good product most of the time. Um, every franchise has bad years. I mean, some franchises have bad years forever, you know. Um, we live in Cincinnati. We're, we know yeah. all about it. We know right all next. about it. Yeah, right. Knicks. Knicks is another <laughs> one, you know, um, uh, you know, Clippers. <laughs> it's Clippers. one of those things where, like, we're always going to laugh about, like, we see the Warriors now. Like, when we were kids, the Warriors were awful. Oh, oh so oh. bad. Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me even growing up, I mean, especially during the 90s, there were so many teams that were bad. Like, O'Donnell were... Foyle was, like, their star player at one stretch. Like, Yeah, yeah. No and, disrespect and, to O'Donnell Foyle, by any means. Yeah, and, and there were so many teams in the 90s that were bad for, like, the entire decade. The Bullets. Uh, until, the like, bull- the, end of the end, yeah. The Bullets The bullets were bad. Uh, uh, Kings were not great until no. later. Um, the uh, The Denver Nuggets were bad. Vancouver. The LA Clippers were the biggest joke. Well, I mean, they were an expansion team in 96. We can't really hold that against that's, them. I guess that's fair. Yeah, good point. We can't really hold it against them. But, like, there was a lot of teams that were, like, out west that were uh, just absolutely The Nuggets. Terrible. Yeah, the Nuggets uh, were bad. I mean, it's – you look at it. I mean, after after Dominique left the Hawks, they were they were terrible for years. So, I mean, it's like there were a lot of bad teams that were bad for a long time. Where Tony I, Braxton ruined the Mavericks. Boom. 
Yeah, the, Ma- <laughs> the Mavericks were another, another perfect example of a, of a bad team too, um, which is hard to believe. Um, but like you look back at that and, it, and you look at how the league has transformed its product. Teams are not bad. The majority of teams are not bad for super long periods of time anymore. Right. You might make the playoffs at some point once out of every five years. You're going to do something like that. You know, um, I'm not saying that, the, you know, some of these teams are going to win something all the time, but they do have some form of success uh, more often than not than they did, you know, in the nineties, you know, where there was just like, you know, and, and, you know, and you can attribute, you know, you can, you know, once again, going back to the goat debate, but, you know, Michael Jordan was playing, you know, some of those, those Eastern conference series he was playing in the, in the nineties were. Yeah. Just those best of threes against like the New Jersey nets. Like, yeah. I mean, and no one remembers those. Nobody remembers those. Yeah, if it so, wasn't for the last dance, do you think people would know he played the Nets in the 98 playoffs? Yeah, see, I, the only reason I remember that was um, um, their, uh, their center who was on that team. What was his name? Who was – I think he – I want to say he's been in prison since then. I Jason forget. Williams. Jason Williams, yeah. Um, you know, he accidentally shot somebody, allegedly. Something like that. Yeah, yeah something crazy. Um, you know, but, like, you look at that and it's like, it's like man, you know it, – it, they're, they're, he would just walk through teams and 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 that's really what the nba was like in the 90s there were a lot of bad teams let's talk about the timberwolves the timberwolves were awful i mean they were an expansion still team bad from 88 oh they're they're awful they brought, they're awful they've had they've had a couple good years ever um yeah. you know so it, it's it's bad year after year for some of these these teams but um um this year the playoffs uh you know we got a diverse group of teams out there this year i felt like um mm-hmm. You saw some some different stuff. You saw the Denver Nuggets uh, really go come back three one twice. Come three back, yeah. I mean, uh, like, and we didn't think that could happen both times. We we're like, oh, that was a fluke the first time. Then you get to the second one, you're like, damn. It was the Clippers, and you're like, lol, the Clippers. Oh, like the Clippers came off as complete frauds this year because of that. Uh, you don't it was say. More of an indictment on the the Clippers and, uh, organization than you actually want to give credit to the Nuggets. But the Nuggets played a damn good playoff series. Um, so I got to ask. So, um, with you know last night being the the final night of the NBA season, um, where do the Lakers go from here? Obviously, Anthony Davis is going to resign this team he'll be back there's no he guys guys yeah guys he's he's gonna go back to the lakers yeah we'll um, be fine there's, yeah there's nothing there's nothing nothing else that's gonna happen there um okay so you, it's so funny you bring this up because i was just reading kevin o'connor from the ringers article about this like a few minutes ago so here are their free agents they need to like that they can they're gonna probably consider Obviously, Anthony Davis, we know it's going to happen there. He's, he's going to sign. Like, I'm not worried about that. Um, JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, Avery Bradley, KCP have player options. Ooh. Markeith Morris is unrestricted. By the way, maybe one of the greatest buyouts midseason of all time. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then here's some of the guys that can be available that can really help the Lakers next year. Courtney Lee and Mo Harkless could be excellent backups for LeBron. Like, perfect backups especially the way frank vogel plays and let's say that like someone signs dwight and javel away from them and like which is possible like i'm not going to say it's unlikely by any means um aaron baines is out there a center who can stretch the floor 
uh, oh, shot yeah. really well this year. Big, um, big, big fan of Baines. Yeah. And then um, there was another center that was mentioned specifically. So people were talking about Tristan Thompson as a possibility to go to the Lakers in case like he doesn't Sir, slide back. Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka is a huge one. That would be or, excellent or for them. Mark Mark Gasol maybe. If he doesn't go to Spain, I've heard rumors he's talking about like signing back in Spain and finishing his career out there, which like he's done everything he possibly can in the NBA. So um, sure, sure. Yeah, but yeah, so those are all possibilities. The one thing they have to worry like they're competing for, and the point O'Connor made is all the Lakers really have for their players that aren't their own is um, the mid-level exception of 10 million. So that's really like the only thing they can necessarily use. And granted, you know, we've talked about this for a couple of years now, Sean, this might be the year Kyle Kuzma gets traded. Like obviously <laughs> he won a title. He was a big part of them getting there. Um, I know he struggled sure. a bit in the finals, but like some team might see him and like him, you know, like, Orlando, oh, yeah. you know, oh. they're like, they're like, maybe this Terrence Ross thing is just too much money. Maybe the Lakers would take them. Like, yeah. and it's and, possible. And I, I, I really do think he was spared two years in a row. I really do think this is probably the summer he's probably going to get moved. Yeah, shout out um, Rob Polinka for keeping him in the Davis trade. Like that is like God sent. That is God's work right there for basketball. No, and they and 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 he helped. He helped them a lot. He yeah, helped them he a did. lot. I, I was. Uh, I was. You know, like I said, I, I had kind of hoped that he would have kind of morphed into the third guy, but he didn't have to be. He didn't have to be. Yeah, not, when, the, not, when, not when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You don't have to be the third guy. The point we also always made all year was, uh, hopefully I didn't burp into the microphone there. I apologize if I did. Um, was that, like, he played the same position as those two, those two also. Yeah. So that made it really tough. And I know it's positionless basketball. And um, no matter what Bill Simmons tells you, um, yes, those guys who play the same position, and yes, it is positionless basketball, even though he wants to use that against the Lakers because, you know, he's a petty Celtics fan. Um, but I do love Bill Simmons, though. That's my guy. Um, so I, I don't really, like, think about that as an issue at all. Um, so as far as guys that come back, I have this feeling they're going to bring Rondo back, and especially I, I for sure believe KCP will be back. Absolutely. Um, those guys, uh, Rondo will be back. Rondo wants to be back. Yeah. Um, just he got to do some shit at the Celtics. Did you see that? No, I didn't. He had a quote. That he said, "This is the best organization I've played for." He's like, um, he said, "This is the greatest organization." He's like, "I've played for really good organizations for the teams I played from the past, but it's not like this." Paraphrasing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, and you gotta, well, you gotta think about all the 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 fans that that you know talked mountains of shit about him after that kind of wished wished uh ill on his career after after he left and uh it's pretty cool to see him he's another guy who you know after he uh went to dallas we weren't really sure he was going to be in the league anymore yeah um and uh, that year with the bulls we were like we had ben Gulliver on he was like maybe rondo should be in beijing and we're like laughing about it and now we're like yeah that looks really dumb <laughs> i forgot that Gulliver said that but um i you know I think I think they've got some. They've definitely got some pieces that they can use. Um, Not to mention they have the twenty eighth pick this year, which like this is a draft of role players. So like that twenty eighth pick could end up being well, like a pretty good player for them. Like a Cassius Winston, Michigan State, just be a backup point guard and ball handler. Like that's a possibility for them. Yeah, yeah, and 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 look at Alex Caruso, man. Look, uh, you know, late late draft pick who turned out Houston to be, rocket favorite who ended, up, who ended up starting who ended up starting in uh the uh the <laughs> I just got that it took a second 
Alex Caruso. Ah! Oh, that was a funny video. That was uh, the best podcast. Episode. Like, I like totally. You and I talked about this. Like, realizing how delusional Rockets fans were. With like, the only person oh. I trade Russell Westbrook for is Giannis, and we're like, <laughs> what? What are they? <laughs> what are they drinking over in Houston, man? <laughs> I don't know. I need some of it though. Like, I would only trade Russell Westbrook for Giannis. I don't know, guys. Maybe you should have kept like a Chris Paul around. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah. God. So, uh, but Caruso, like you know, late draft pick starts in Game Six of the NBA Finals, is a contributing member of this team, wins a title, goes shirtless after the game. So, <laughs> joins the shirtless brigade with uh, Kyle JR. Kuzma and Jr. Yeah. Jr. So. Smith being the first guy to hold the trophy after they like are awarded it is the greatest thing to ever happen in Laker franchise history. <laughs> They should just sign him to be on the bench every year. I know. know, like he's the he's the human victory cigar at this point. It's so crazy yeah. to think that, you know, he's. I mean, I know he wasn't a, a huge factor this year for them by any stretch, but uh, it's kind of cool seeing him. You know, uh, win two titles. You know, it's the. Uh, did you see the video of Javale McGee when he was talking about Costas? No. He's like, you guys keep talking about the other Anacumpo. This one's got a ring. <laughs> Like, oh yeah. man. There there you go. There you go. That's their other seed, you know, signing uh <laughs> signing the other Ante Tacumpo. Yeah. So, All of a sudden Danassa signs, you're like, something's going on here. <laughs> like, so if you were I mean, obviously, you know, it's easy to say this the day after the the, the NBA championship is over, but I feel like we can safely say that the Lakers are probably still the favorite to win next year. Um, just because of they have two of the best two top five players in the NBA on their team right now. I think so. Um, I was kind of thinking about this a lot because I was like, I think one of the points I made on the show, like when they announced the season and like what was going to happen for next year was I was like, I feel nervous for teams that play deep playoffs because like if they start in three weeks, you know, not necessarily three weeks, but they start in a couple months, like mentally where are those guys going to be at from being drained and like just having to flip all over. But I said that point earlier, like, I think the one player who probably loves that is, like, LeBron James, and he's getting these Lakers guys to really follow that new Lake Show culture we talked about. So, like, and, like, you know, he wants to defend a title with Los Angeles. Like, there's something to say about that. Like, he's talked over and over again about how much he loves and idolized Kobe Bryant. Like, here's a chance to do something that Kobe did. Win your fifth championship, be a Laker, win back-to-back, something Kobe Bryant did twice in his career. Uh, once back to back to back. Um, so yeah, I think they are, um, you know, I think for the next couple of years, like, because, you know, the Clippers have no draft picks as we know, like they're a mess. Yeah. If this fails again, they don't even have, they don't have a head coach right now. If this fails again, like I don't see, I don't know if those two come back. They're head coachless. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know, this Houston thing. So up in the air with Russell Westbrook, what they did to move forward, like, you know, I don't know about that. Um, on the other side, you know, the the bracket, you know, the Sixers, what are they going to keep doing to get in their way? Because we always know they'll find a way to mess themselves up, uh, especially now Doc Rivers is coaching. So, um, yeah, it's weird. You know, like, I don't – I just can't see a team right now. The only team I potentially could see rivaling them. And I know, again, like you said, it's the FDMB finals. And I know a lot of people are like, I don't see them repeating success. It's probably Miami. And I know that's so easy to say because they just played in the finals against each other. I know a lot of people are going to be like, what about Milwaukee and Boston and this and that? But it's like, there's, 
eight teams, I think I read, that really actually like positive cap space for next season and a mediocre free agency class. Like, yeah, and and the heater, the heater, one of them, and they've they've got a lot of guys on on small deals right now. Yeah, and there's um, this discussion about Victor Oladipo coming there if they can make that happen. Absolutely, like, we talked about that on our last show. So, uh, yeah, you sit there and look at that, but I also I, I feel like you really do have to kind of look at the rest of the landscape. Uh, Boston's going to get better. Mm-hmm. I think Milwaukee's going to get better. I think Phoenix makes the playoffs next year. That's my bold prediction. They should have just let them in this year and just kicked somebody out for what they did in the bubble. Dude, okay. So I know we're making a different point right now, but I have to say, like, we've we, the bubble playoffs was nothing short of a success. It oh was my outstanding. God. Yeah. Going back to, like, the play-in game, like, they need to keep that forever because that was excellent, that Memphis-Portland yes. game. Yes, yes, Which feels like it was, like, decades ago, but it was, it like, does. a month and a half. Um, it does. It does. And, 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 and yeah, we, we, we haven't talked enough about it. And props off to, you know, everybody involved in the meticulous planning uh, on the bubble um and being able to make the most out of an absolutely terrible situation absolutely terrible yeah um and to keep all of their players safe um uh, staff safe everybody safe uh no none of the players uh came down with COVID 19 during this um no positive tests no positive tests and you see all these other sports organizations nfl um, I know Cam Newton couldn't play the other day, you know, because they're he's playing games like positive. Tuesdays right now. And they're playing games. It's like they have to reschedule games all the time. And, you know, no matter what anybody tells you about the ratings or, or anything, ratings are down in all sports right now, guys. Right. All sports. There's so much sports being played right now, um, but we don't have fans in stadiums. Uh, well, we do, but not to the degree that we would like to eventually have, you know, fans back in stadiums and everything. But the, the NBA did it completely right. Um, I mean, down to like the NBA benches, uh, everybody was six feet apart. Like everything was just so meticulously thought out. Um, and uh, whoever was, was the, the, the crew that was in charge of putting that success story together. Should Chris really, Paul was a big part of it. Uh, maybe, maybe they should get into government. <laughs> Yeah. no <laughs> Cause kidding because I, I i i don't know how they did it i think it was very very phenomenal and you know i had a lot of doubts that we they, did i mean you know like somebody would come in and and infect them at some point and um it's incredible to see what they did they they beat the odds and they did it the right way um in a time where um you know things are not very safe you know going out right now we're still battling a pandemic uh you know uh, yeah, seven, seven, eight months in uh, to 2020, um, but we finally got an NBA champion. And like you said, this is a season that started last October, and here we are. Like, I mean, if you would have told me last October that we would have finished the season a calendar year later, <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, "What? What? No, there's no way." Well, I saw something. Never happened. Yeah, I saw something on Twitter yesterday. I was like, "Anthony Davis makes his preseason debut with the Lakers one year ago today," and I'm like. We're still in that same season. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Um, but uh, we made it. Um, we, we got, got through it. We got a champion. Uh, there was a lot of TV money that was going to go out the door if they didn't come back. And, and um, they did the best that they could. They, they promoted social justice, uh, which was a big thing this year. Uh, really went in heavy on that. It was great, great for the game. And, um, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year. Like you said, I think they're talking about uh, maybe 
January, Martin Luther King Day starting off. We're not, it's going to be the first year that I can remember there not being a Christmas game, but you know what? That's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So two things I want to do before we get out of here. Um, going back to your previous question. Yes. The Lakers are odds on favorites for next year at a plus three eighty. The Clippers at a plus four sixty are second. The Bucks are third at six forty plus six forty. The Celtics are fourth at plus thirteen hundred. And then, can you guess who's fifth? No, go ahead. Plus fourteen hundred, the Golden State Warriors. I, we're we're not talking about them enough. We're not, and we're I not think talking about them. I think they're going to be back and hungry and aggressive, and I think you know. If they keep this pick and they put a James Wiseman with those guys, like just to protect the rim and run to the rim and catch alley oops, like we talked about in that large bid, that's the perfect fit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love yeah. I I love the idea of the Golden State Warriors making the West a three a three horse race next year. Actually, probably more than that because Denver's going to be back. I'm um, I'm I'm betting on it, man. I'm yeah, I am too. I'm, I missed I missed watching that crew quite a bit this year. I felt like the that was one thing, and I felt the league was really missing was the Golden State Warriors. This I agree. Year, so yeah, I definitely agree. Um, okay, so I'm gonna put this out for you, and I'm gonna put this on our social medias for next week before we kind of take our um, little bit of a break for the draft and stuff, which we're gonna kind of detail that before we sign out as well. So, you, you know, I like to play this start bench cut game. I don't like the goat debate, but I do enjoy this. It's something fun we, like people can talk about. Um, so I'm going to do the ultimate Lakers duo start bench cut. Okay. LeBron and Anthony Davis, Shaq and Kobe, Cream and Magic start bench cut. Am I start, start bench cutting all of them? Or yeah, as, you start one, you bench one, you cut one. Okay. Uh... So, so we're doing, doing, you said Magic and Kareem. Was that one of them? Magic, Kareem, Kobe and Shaq, LeBron and AD. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start. Um, I'm going to start Magic. <laughs> you start Magic and Kareem. I'm going to start Ma- Magic and Kareem. Okay. Um, I will. Uh, I'll bench. I, dude, I, it's too, hard. That's too tough, man. It's I mean, hard. I mean, I mean, Shaq and Kobe had three titles, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bench Shaq and Kobe, and I'm gonna have to cut Davis and and uh, LeBron James. Uh, just they've got one title. I mean, the other. There's too much legacy going on right there, Tim. I can't. I can't. You know, if they don't win another title, how stupid do I look six years from now? <laughs> you know. You're right. You're right. 48 so, minutes and six years is still rocking and doing our thing. Um, oof, yeah. I haven't even thought about my answers yet. So, okay. Hmm. I'm going to start Shaq and Kobe. Okay. There was nothing like it. There was just nothing like it, man. Okay. It just was like so dynamic and special and fun. And like really like when the Bulls were done and Phil Jackson went to the Lakers, you just knew something was going to special was going to happen there. And it did. Um, I will cut LeBron and AD for now, but I do fully believe that this is not over. This is not a one year thing. Um, and I'll bench, I'll bench magic and Kareem. Um, I think really you can't go wrong with it. Like I said, it's pretty tough. And for now, yes, if we play this next year and the Lakers win again, our answers are probably different. Um, especially yeah. if one of those guys gets MVP and one gets DPOY or something like that. So I don't know, man. Uh, we're going to figure it out. It's going to be interesting. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, so 
Uh, we are still doing the at-large bids. We're kind of doing the mini episodes about like doing draft previews for teams. Uh, Thursday this week, I'll be putting up the Charlotte Hornets, and then next week we'll the Chicago Bulls because um, we're kind of going down the order of the draft. And um, we are going to kind of take a little bit of time to recharge our batteries. Obviously, as we know, it's been an insane year. And normally by now we're doing our team previews for next season and um, putting like our predictions together from the season starting next week. Um, Obviously this is just a unique year. So we're going to take a couple weeks, recharge our batteries, um, get ready for the draft. Do a little uh, sabbatical. We got the draft on November 8th. Is it the 18th? Yeah. November 18th, which is actually the the first night of my 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 state, my staycation. So I'm, uh, yeah, my headphones died. I'm I'm sorry, Tim. So I'm I'm excited for that. That's gonna be a it'll be good to have that draft. That I'm usually watching, I'm usually knee deep in 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 basketball with that time of year. But we're gonna be watching the draft. So um you know on on the 18th. So I'm excited about that. Um, but I'm also I'm I'm looking forward to uh you know things kind of calming down a little bit. You know. So um yeah. So um I guess this is it for a couple of weeks. For me, so, anyway. <laughs> I don't know anything you just said because my headphones died. I'm just going to oh. put a thumbs up and oh. say, yes. Thank you all for <laughs> Lakers are the NBA champions. We'll be back next week. Have a good night.